today's episode, Photo Finish. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> And welcome everybody to our daily gun show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern. And we talk about guns for about an hour. On Fridays, we uh, look back at the week and we take a look at what other people have done uh, that's focused on what our Second Amendment protects. One of the things we also do on Fridays is say thanks to the people that have super chatted here on YouTube. And this is what we got up for grabs today. So thanks to the people that have super chatted this month. I've got a KM87 bayonet that I was printing and I printed it way too small. So it's like a little tiny mini KM87. It looks like a pocket knife compared to all the other ones. And then this one had the last of the red filament and I just jammed the black filament in there and it just went ahead and switched from red to black. I've never actually done that before, but it seems pretty solid. So it's unique. It's got like a red butt on it. So these will be going up. Uh, maybe we'll do two, just because there's a couple of super chats in there. And uh, we want to say thanks for that. So we'll do two random drawings later on uh, for these. And we want to just start off the show saying thanks to the people that subscribe to our projects that make it possible for us to spend our time on things like this. And those are our Patreons, the people that subscribe to what we do. Effectively, buy us a cup of coffee, maybe buy us lunch once a month. That adds up pays for our software, a bunch of our bills, and makes it possible for me to spend time on stuff like this. All right, so we go live every single weeknight. We have some goals. We're not just going live for the heck of it. Uh, one of those is to uh, inspire, motivate, and in, give some coaching to Second Amendment activists. And we do that on Mondays. We do that by having interviews with existing activists, people that have been in the fight for a while, and we talk to them about why they do what they do and how they do it. On Tuesdays, we focus on the Second Amendment and what it protects. Uh, we feature a state each month or each week. We feature a Second Amendment activist each week and then a uh, organization each week that allows us to cover 50 different things each month year. 
Uh, is that too busy having that stuff? Oh, you know what I can do? I have a special background that I forgot I had in here. I've just been fiddling with the screen. So the people that are joining us live are seeing me fiddle with the screen right now. I forgot I have this cool background. So I think we'll use this background tonight. All right, we have a scroll down at the bottom of the screen that says thanks to our Patreons, again, for making it possible to for us to spend time like this. We've got the live conversation. So thanks to all the people that do show up in the middle of the night for most of you, for late night for some of us uh, to show up live and be part of the conversation. I do value the interactive nature of the internet. So uh, you're not just watching the show, you're part of it. Uh, this part of the screen that I'm wiggling is uh, the live conversation that's happening out there. We also have a live poll that's happening right here, kind of in the middle of the screen. I'll zoom in on that. And that's uh, the one I start out the show with each week. How was this week for 2A? And you've got four options. The people that are here live, at least, oops, have four options. How about you not click on it? you got uh, open. Oh, come on. How many times are I going to click on stuff? Open. All right. How was this week for 2A? Was it a great week? Was it a good week? Was it an okay week? Or was it a bad week? And all the votes so far are for good or okay. That's interesting. So I'm interested to hear why people think good or okay. That's a weird result right off the bat at the beginning of the show, especially on this week. I'm interested to hear why so many people say okay. So um, we're live. So again, thanks to the people that are joining us. Uh, this is a review of what happened this week. So you're going to see most of this just me blabbing. However, I do try to pay attention to what's happening out here, and I do appreciate the people that join us live. So let's start off real quick by saying hey to DJ Play Nice, the 2A roadie. He's a dude who, if you are doing live things, you can be, con you can be comfortable giving DJ a moderator status on your channel. He helps out a lot of people with their live streams. So thanks for showing up and being the first one to comment today. G23 came in and was first to say uh, first thumbs up. So I appreciate interacting with the software out there. You know, this YouTube isn't free. You know, so YouTube, Google, whatever, Alphabet pays a lot of money for that stuff. And it's because it's a giant mechanism. It's a giant robot that we're all using. A lot of people just jump on and take the ride, but they're not realizing there's a lot of stuff going on underneath the surface. So I appreciate the people that utilize that, the, the likes, the subscribes, the buttons and all that. I never really bug people about it, but I do appreciate it. Ultimately, that's how the system works. Mainly, I'm glad that you're out there using the system instead of just being part of it or watching it happen. Uh, Ron Wayne showing up, and I guess I don't know what that is. You're putting out the, uh, the pink icon as being a channel member. So thanks for that. Some of the people that are in green, if you're watching this live or you're watching the replay and you go, Hey, how come some of those people are better than everybody else and they're green and they got these little icons behind their name? Why is that? Why is it that they're so much better than everybody else? Well, that's because they're channel members. They're supporting this channel and YouTube says, well, this channel's important. So those people must be super important and it gives them a, a higher level of status. It also triggers extra buttons. So if you look at my screen right now, a lot of people are scared to show you their own screen while they're broadcasting live. I don't care. So we're going to go in and look at the buttons or the pictures that you can click on. And you got your 1.4C, you got your pink, Pink Panther, remember Gun Channels, Pink Panther. You got your Klashnikov, you got your Chairs Against the Wall, you got your Stripper Clip. I'm thinking about getting rid of the Stripper Clip, actually. And then the uh, DGS logo. 
On the other hand, we've been getting new channel members. So whenever you get enough channel members, YouTube gives you another one of these little pictures. It's like one of the incentives. I'm either going to kill one of these and replace it with a Mr. Knives, or whenever we get the next one, it'll be Mr. Knives. So eventually there'll be a Mr. Knives. So that is Ron Wayne showing off. You can't see it in the in the software, but uh, he's clicking on the little pink deal like that. And then when you do that and you click on the enter, what happens is the little pink guy shows up over on YouTube. Over here, it just shows up as the code. So if you really wanted to just um, try doing this, see if it works for you if you're just not a member. But if you type in, wait, what did he type? He typed in, come on, go up. He typed in Heya with an exclamation point. So try typing in colon underscore Gwebs and then capital P-I-N-K with a colon at the end. And if you type that in, see if it lets you post the pink or if you have to be a channel member to even see that. But that's the code. That's how you get around it, FYI. That's how you hack it. All right, so then uh, G23 is saying second amendment comment. Nice. And they said second amendment thumbs up. That's a lot of second amendment interactivity. A couple of ninjas going on. I guess it doesn't work for y'all. Well, maybe if you had the little green thing going on, pay a little green, get a little green, and again, you get a thing. But thanks for experimenting. Now we know you can't just hack YouTube. They foiled us in our effort to give you free icons. I tried to give you free icons. I tried to tell you literally how to get the free icons. DJ's got them all over the place. So let's see. Dude, get a retro go, Joe, when there was just one dude, Joe, give them the bayonet. Oh, you're talking about the uh, big Barbie doll size G.I. Joe? The thing is, it's a file. I can make the bayonet, bayonet any size. I made it 100 centimeters because that's four inches and that seemed like a good size to fiddle with. But I can make it smaller. In fact, that one I showed you at the beginning of the show that's going to go away to somebody today, that was probably the right scale for that G.I. Joe you're talking about. Smeggy's out. Oh, that was Wood saying that, by the way. Smeggy's out there. And if I'm missing anybody, No Fear is out there. And then me. And then I think that's everybody. So good evening. So getting back to it, uh, let's see. We got the poll going. If anybody wants to, again, Drop some uh, comments about why they think it's just an okay week. I'm curious. Uh, then we got a great week vote in there, it looks like, and some more votes for good. We'll monitor that as we go along. I guess I posted this recently over on Instagram, so that's why I have it open. I'm just going to quickly drop the Instagram link into the chat and then close Instagram because I don't really need to have it open right now. On Sundays, we'll go through Instagram and do something very similar to what we're about to do right now, except over on Instagram. So let's see. We talked about the store at the very beginning of the show when it opened up. So I'm going to drop the link to our store again. This is a Spreadshirt, effectively. It's like a YouTube interface with Spreadshirt. Let me know if this link works, first off, uh, because I don't think it shows up all the time for everybody, and I'm not sure why. But this is supposed to be our store here on YouTube. I'm curious to see if it's working for everybody. And then just as a test, go over there and buy like hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. And then I appreciate that as a test. Not you don't have to do that. But um, anyway, there's the store. If you do want to buy some logo stuff, that's awesome. Put it in a video or show a picture of it someplace. Then next time you buy something from our store, we'll hook you up because we do appreciate that. 
effectively free marketing, right? Or that extra marketing that you're doing for us. Uh, no, DJ is a member. So yeah, he don't, maybe he doesn't realize it, but he's a member. So because he's a member, the code is working for him. But uh, in other words, YouTube has some sort of a filter on y'all's account and it knows if you're a member or not. So it only allows that to initiate into an image, blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, with that, we're getting into the show. So we post the, we, what we're doing is we're looking at it back at the week, everything that was legit and focused on 2A. And uh, we get together on Fridays and we talk about that. One, to talk about it and give it a rundown so it doesn't get ignored. And two, to create an archive. Every week we've been doing this now, well, I don't know, a couple of years. So every week we do this, there's uh, an instance put on the internet with just a summary of what happened that week. And uh, we also take this as a uh, video and post it over on guntube.org, which is an awesome video hosting platform made by gun owners for gun owners, guntube.org. We'll also take it and put it on UGE tube, which is another cool video hosting platform. It's more of a first amendment type of platform. Uh, met the owner of that place. Seems like a legit situation. Uh, we'll post it over on GunStreamer, another video hosting platform for gun owners. And then uh, on some of the other things like Ultreon and the other places that are out there for video hosting that are just more general. Uh, but give us some feedback. If you are watching it in the future on one of those platforms, always interested in some feedback. So we know each week, you know, which ones to spend time uh, uploading to. We'll also take the audio and put that in a podcast. So some of this I try to do as audio centric as possible so that the people listening either on the job or on the road or maybe just people listen to podcasts. I don't know, maybe while they're exercising or something. So the people listening to it though can also get some experience from it. So I apologize to, to a little bit, to some extent to the people watching. I don't try to put a lot of production into the video here. So mostly we're just screen sharing. What we are looking at, oh, thanks. We just got a $2 super chat, appreciate that. Every, every dollar that we get for the channel goes to paying bills. There's no frills going on. I'm not buying ammo or guns or anything like that. Uh, everything's paying bills, uh, ideally paying off some credit card debt that we got into on the road, uh, driving around, and then uh, get us back on the road, really, because that's what we're really interested in doing, um, me and the dog at least. So again, thanks for that super chat. I'll leave that on the screen for a bit. Um, so we're about to take a look at the description of this video, which is way over 5,000 characters long, and I know that because I max out the YouTube description pretty much every week, and this week I did like on Wednesday. So. Uh, the full version of this is going to be over on Patreon, and that's what we'll take a look at today is the Patreon version of the uh, what we're looking at, the Patreon, I call it the blog, the Patreon version of our um, description of this video. Now, we put it in a couple of different places. Uh, we'll put it here on Patreon, and you'll see why, because it's way better looking. Here's what it looks like on YouTube. It looks like a bunch of nothing. I can't even put bold in here. The best I can do is put some spaces and some carriage returns. Uh, so we've got the, the same, and then we can only put so much. That only gives us 5,000 characters. That's what 5,000 characters get you on YouTube. So on the uh, Patreon, we're able to go uh, with much longer uh, blog, and we're able to put some formatting into it so it looks a lot nicer. It's a lot easier to read. More importantly, if you're going to find something, it's easier to find that stuff. So we take this better formatted, like nicer formatted version, 
and we put it into a newsletter. So if you're interested in getting it in an email, feel free to subscribe to the newsletter. If you don't really care, then don't because it costs money to send that out. And like I said, we got Patreons paying the bills here. So uh, there's no need to get on the newsletter if you're not interested in getting it that way. But some people do like the email copy of it. So basically effectively the same thing you see here uh, over, on Patreon, uh, over on the newsletter. And then we also started putting it on Substack a while back. So people that uh, enjoy it in a blog format, just in, on Substack, I guess a lot of people subscribe to the Substack stuff. So think, uh, by the uh, recommendation of Sharon, I started using Substack. You know what I didn't do on the recommendation of Sharon is I didn't let this little puppy out before the show. And now this little puppy's looking at me in such a way that she knows exactly what the situation, 17 minutes into an hour plus long show. So I'm probably going to have to take a break right now and take this little dog out because it's not really fair to her to make her just sit here because this is kind of when I schedule the, she's kind of used to going to the uh, outside right before the show and I forgot to do that today. So I'm not blaming Gizzard for that, you know, but I'm just saying I was listening to Gizzard show and then uh, forgot to take the puppy out. So here's the deal. You can go check it out over on Patreon right now. I'll put the link over there. Feel free. Now, Patreon is a place for the subscribers, right? It's a place for people that want to subscribe to our projects, but you don't have to subscribe to use the Patreon blog. I just use it as the blog because I can make it look way nicer. Uh, but you can also uh, check it out on Substack, which there's a link in the description to the Substack. Uh, or if you got the newsletter, go look at the newsletter. It's all going to be basically the same information. It's just abbreviated over here on YouTube. So with that being said, I'll throw a commercial up, but feel free to consider this a you know, 20 minute in, um, what do they call that, a uh, intermission. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna throw for our Saturday show. I'm gonna quickly take the puppy out so that she's not bursting at the seams. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007, and since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. Oh, wait, I know. I can get a whole minute out of this, and Foss made this for us. Foss does the uh, overnights on Saturday. There'll be one this weekend. He also does the Wednesday mouse parties.
All right, sorry about that. Crazy, it can, it's about to rain coming from one direction. The other direction, it's so clear you can see the uh, cars driving up the mountain. Oh, snap, Barbecue threw a $2 Super Chat in there. Thank you for that. Maybe to come up with some kind of noise that you can make when Super Chats happen. So speaking of that, uh, I guess I already played too many commercials, so I'm just going to talk here while I jump over to another screen and get to the Super Chat list. So uh, again, we are going to be taking a look over here on the Patreon uh, blog, but you can feel free to uh, uh, check it out on the video description that we're on here. Or, what the heck did I just open? Or the, uh, what did I just open? Channel comments and mentions. Interesting. I guess there's a place that I never found before where if people mention your channel, your channel gets mentioned a couple of times, I guess. So I never noticed that before. So there's the super chat button that I've been looking for though. Right, so uh, appreciate the super chats, getting back into it. All right, so first off, let's take a second here and remember that little puppies are not to be taken for granted. Everybody should grab a little puppy if you got one around and hug it, or I guess a kitten will work. So if you got a little kitten, you can hug that kitten. Um, then let's go on. So. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Hopefully I can keep it kind of quick. I'm going to work on making it quicker because I'd like to eventually get this part down to an hour and then I can focus on some industry things I'd like to work on uh, with the Friday show as well. May drop that to a second show. We'll see how it works. All right. With everything being said, we've got a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, I'm going to try to put some initial stuff here at the beginning of the show. Well, half an hour into the beginning of the show here beginning of the blog and you know some of this gets addressed in video some of it doesn't uh, any of this could be focused for a whole conversation though first off let's remember that puerto rico's dealing with a hurricane i don't know how often that's coming up in the news i've uh, got the district uh, or the district court in texas uh with dealing with uh people who are in in indicted so uh having to do with felonies and gun ownership and the constitutionality of federal of state laws. We still have 1808, H, what was HR 1808, you know, the assault weapons ban. That's still there and it's not being talked about. Uh, the uh, FPC, I think I saw one GOA post about it. So we have some awareness being made, but no effort no political aware uh, no political messaging that i've seen which to me seems sus we got uh, hr 8256 uh, which is the just the budget i guess the funding there's a ton of gun control in that and again how are we addressing that we can't take that to court so this idea that court taking suing bad laws will help us or be our only hope I mean, it's not our only hope for sure. We have to come up with other ways. Uh, awareness and activism would be a good way to make awareness for something like a bad portion of a bill. But maybe there's other ways. There was a 2020 suicide prevention report came out. This is Suicide Awareness Month. Well, we're getting to the end of Suicide Awareness Month. Uh, this week, I think it was this week, uh, a suicide prevention report 
So you know how things take a while to come out. The most recent one is from 2020. Uh, here's a link to it. Uh, and I think it said, well, I don't want to say I didn't see. So I'm not going to comment on it. But that came out. That would be worth a conversation for sure. You've got ballot measures happening in Oregon, 114 and 15. They were talking about a little bit on gizzards, but uh, I don't know all the details. But it doesn't sound good. And it's, again, this whole ballot measure thing where they mark it. So they use, you know, social uh, mark, uh, social uh, ads and campaigns to, I don't know, create people's opinion on a subject. And then they create a ballot measure. So with enough, with enough signatures, with a petition, they're able to take a, a law to the, to the vote without the legislature being part of it. And that's been effective in states like Oregon and Washington for a while. I don't really know if it's been effective in California or not, but I just haven't been paying attention. But I know it's been effective in Oregon and definitely in Washington. Most of the bad stuff that's happened in Washington has been through ballot measures. It also was able, basically they carbon copied it from Washington and gave it to Nevada and it worked in Nevada. Fortunately, they literally carbon copied it and it wouldn't work in Nevada the way they carbon, you know, like the way they photocopied it so that it didn't take effect in Nevada, but it did work. The, the strategy worked and, it, and they, they had a victory. Unfortunately, or fortunately for us, uh, the victory was not a permanent victory, but it's a serious political maneuver, a political tactic that awareness removes from the table and thrives when there's indecision and unawareness and ambiguativeness or whatever that word is and ambivalence, really. It's the ambivalence that creates, lets ballot measures happen. Uh, then we got stuff happening in Pennsylvania, a potential ban on constitutional carry, another one, second House bill running around in Pennsylvania with mandatory licensing. I don't know all the details there, but so we've got a couple of different things moving around. We've also got some other news, I guess. Uh, I don't know how many people are paying attention to the $27,000 ghost gun buyback that happened. Uh, some people went to a New York gun buyback and fleeced them effectively, uh, had them go back to their coffers and have to scour the area to get enough gift cards to pay them for all these 3D printed guns. Um, you know, these are these are count and coup or else they're precedent and victory, right? Like where we can either take these things as steps or we can take them as, as victories. Then we have uh, the two 24 attorney generals complaining about the whole credit card thing which is curious and interesting with the whole credit card thing going out the way it is. Um, we've got the California Office of Gun Violence being created and everybody having a hype about that. And then uh, that's sort of the law stuff that happened in Puerto Rico. So we got Puerto Rico, got a bunch of law stuff that happened. Uh, then we've got, I wanted to put a shout out to Reverend Ken Blanchard. So if you haven't heard of Ken Blanchard before, he's an author, he's an activist, he's a podcaster. He's an a firearms enthusiast. He uh, has been a uh, Second Amendment activist since the 90s and inspired me and a whole bunch of other people to even get into the game back in the day. And I'm talking about get on the Internet to do gun stuff, which eventually got me to, to a place where I saw that there was a need to do two-way focused gun stuff. So uh, Ken Blanchard's a cool dude. 
He's got a lot going on, and uh, it's just a shout-out to him. Then we've got uh, the IDPA National Championship happen this week, and there might be another thing, the thing that Chris 740 is at or going to, so I don't keep track of all the sports stuff, but, uh, you know, the IDPA National Championship is a pretty big thing. One of the major sports at the national level, actually, in IDPA is international, right? So it's the national championship for an international sport happening, I imagine, right now. So uh, throwing that out there. Let's cut DJ off because he's about to post this. Let's call your senators and let's uh, let them know to reject any more gun control, that they made a mistake to think that they could bring gun control to the table without any kind of major objection or risk to their political careers. We can't expect them to assume that's our position. They need to know it's our position. So if it's your position, Again, are they going to know because you wish so hard, or are they going to know because you take the three minutes to make a phone call? I'm going to suggest, I'm going to urge you to, I'm going to hopefully uh, bug you until you make a phone call, and then maybe consider talking to somebody else about the same thing. That's, after all, what it's like to be a citizen in the United States, where we have a system of representatives, of constituents, to be a constituent has some obligation, responsibility, and role to play. Otherwise, you're an observer. All right, that's the first stuff. Now we can get into, again, I'll just mention that this is the podcast version of this whole, oh, this is the, the video that's happening live, right? We do this with the people watching us live. We've got the, uh, the video that'll become rendered after this, right? So the video archive of this, we'll take that video and we'll post it around to the various platforms. I don't bother to link to those. Every once in a while, I link to those. And I think we've got some scheduled posts like every Wednesday or something. One of the various platforms that we post to will be featured on most of the channels. So uh, we've, we've distributed out there. We also make it a sub stack. We also put the blog here on Patreon that we're actually reading right now. Uh, blog inside of a blog. When you talk about the blog you're reading. And then the, the video, right? So we've got the link to the YouTube video as well. So we like to put those links right at the top. So depending on how you like to consume this type of information or what you might want to help get the word out about, you know, you've got, you can choose your flavor. We'll get in. I started uh, to sort it out by 2A news. It'll be some gun news and then it'll be some other sections. So kind of like a newspaper. Wow, I'm almost making this a newspaper. So the first thing, most important thing probably is the uh, DC project was in DC last week and on Saturday, uh, they all started heading home. On Friday, they had their live stream. Uh, our crabby turtle, who sometimes is awake for this show, sometimes ain't, was there, uh, took time out of his life and uh, went to DC, went to the location they had originally told us, which was the Capitol, and then found out at the last minute. I don't know if they were harassed or if something changed. I know there was some issue with the lawn being uh, messed with so that nobody could stand on the lawn. They were like doing some kind of lawn repair. Um, so the, the thing got moved and Krabby Turtle ran to the new location, letting people know along the way that the thing got moved and then uh, was able to uh, film for us. There he is. Thanks for that. So uh, we got the video thanks to that. A couple hundred views and climbing. So if you want to share it, feel free. Uh, it's a real review or it's a real um experience of the rally because they got shot shouted down by some kind of dude on a bicycle and uh with an electric 
mega horn thing or whatever it's called megaphone and was uh shouting him down and, and being mean to him and uh trying to be a bully and uh the ladies figured out what to do on the fly and responded and you know dealt with it and then went on a little bit flustered and that's real life so it's awesome and Krabby was there Krabby turtle was there to uh document that and then to he even stuck around a little bit after to uh see how it kind of dispersed gives you real insight and uh, you know i'm not going to get into the other people that were in the same town not hanging out so really appreciate the effort of crabby turtle there uh so then that happened right so now you can expect a lot of stuff coming from these ladies uh the different social streams you know of course are are offering their experiences and their adventures uh, but now with new experience and new uh understanding and uh, more uh you know, knowledge, they're going to be doing even more in their own states and with their own projects and in their own directions. So again, we've got a lot to thank these ladies for, and they went and accomplished a whole bunch again. Uh, hopefully we'll see some people who interview ladies, <coughs> start interviewing ladies, right? Two A ladies. Seems like there's a whole bunch of them to interview. Oh, dang it. I got to go uh, stop a 3D print. So what we're going to do is have another quick commercial for that show that we do on Saturdays with Clover. And AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007. And since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. it's getting a little bit cooler so the uh, print let go of the bed and started crapping out so i went over there and stopped it so yeah, on saturday tomorrow we'll do the uh, ask gun questions with clover and tony all right so getting into this week's 2a news right so the ladies doing their thing is of course the biggest news and the biggest accomplishment in 2a probably period like done like that's it there's nothing bigger happening in 2a but whatever most people probably not agree with me then you've got uh, the NSSF hanging out on the pod, the Reload. So the Reload is a podcast that happens once a week. Uh, we subscribe to it. So thanks to our Patreons, we're, we subscribe to it. And, uh, you know, a lot of times they interview people about stuff. And let's see, the first three quarters of the show is usually the interview. And then the last portion, they get together and talk about the, with their editors, they talk about news of the day. Uh, each week. So it's a uh, hit or miss, right? It's, sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it's not awesome. Every once in a while it's bad, but mostly it's pretty good. So this one was one of the better ones I've heard because 
they uh, let this Larry Keen offer some perspective on the whole credit card thing that's more realistic and insightful than anyone else I've listened to. And I haven't listened to many people for sure, but the people I have listened to will preface or blow off the whole thing by saying, and I don't even know about what these codes are. And they almost always have it inaccurate about what this whole thing was. So if you want to listen to, I'm going to just say the best summary and uh, conclusions from the whole credit card thing, uh, I would listen to this one. Now, if you don't agree with me on it, feel free, but I'd still say it's worth listening to because uh, at some point you're going to understand that there's people that insist that need that thrive on or, or get paid by a number of views they get every day or every week or every video. So they need to put out stuff and they need to put out stuff that's going to make you tune in and, uh, they're going to do that by not making things up, but by over amplifying things that exist, not things that necessarily, I don't know. So there's a cry wolf aspect to it and there's a sky falling thing to it. And, uh, and then there's also the, I don't understand, but I'm going to yell also. And uh, so I don't know what the, what that would be. If the sky's fall emperor has no clothes, mix all three of those together. And that's what we're dealing with, with, with this credit card thing. It's a barking dog. And again, we're either going to stop at every barking dog or we're not. If the barking dog is a pit bull and then the next barking dog is a German shepherd, it's still a barking dog, right? All right. So then we're going to keep going to Brooke Genie's uh, effort each Saturday. I put the 2A news in order of how good of 2A it is. And this uh, DC project was obviously the most 2A thing. The uh, reaction to uh, this credit card stuff is the next best thing. Suicide prevention is super important. It's almost always towards the top, but these other two things are that much two air. So suicide prevention is literally the number one thing that we got to deal with. If we really want to change the situation, if we want to save lives, we're not going to be safe to save lives. We're not because we are safe. We're super safe. It's not like I'm saying don't be safe. I'm just saying we're super safe already. It's almost impossible to squeeze the couple of dozen lives that get lost by accidents. You know, it's almost gone so the way that we save lives is and you can't stop crime you can wish crime away you can hope that crime stops or you can get out there and you know change the lives of children that would become criminals if you could somehow magically do that i don't know how to do that either otherwise people would probably be doing it but one way we can effectively save lives especially the lives that are uh, being attributed to gun violence are to uh, create or to eliminate barriers to suicide uh, or to mental health awareness and to uh, find out more ways to talk about and uh, be aware of suicide prevention. So uh, that's what Brooke Cheney does each week. She puts a, a, a consistent effort towards a brief focus on su preventing suicide, offering information about it and uh, some tips and tricks, things you can use in your toolbox to uh, have more effective conversations or communications with both sides of the fence, people that are pro-gun or anti-gun, if they truly want to just save lives and get rid of the political narratives, then let's stop the veterans. Let's give reasons for people to take a pause when they're having the times of stress that create this problem. And it's possible by making people aware that the brain is nothing more than a muscle and that you can talk about uh, having issues. It also normalizes firearms and it normalizes uh, mental health awareness so that uh, there's not that stigma 
and the politicians use that stigma against us constantly. So there's so many levels that Brooks Project is helping with. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that uh, is the easiest thing to accomplish in Second Amendment is just becoming aware of the gap between the two sides, the sides that hate guns and the sides that are okay with guns because they understand guns. And, uh, and that's the gap is the people that hate guns think that we're somehow unaware of the violence and the people that hate guns have to include suicides. Otherwise they don't get to the numbers they need to be so upset because now it's, you know, it's many fewer if you take away suicides. So having those conversations are real. They actually have effect. So it's always at the top of my list. It's a great project. Thanks to, to Brooke for doing it. It can't be motivational. It has to take an incredible amount of motivation to continue doing that project because uh, she's uh, doesn't, you know, get a bunch of fame and fortune and accolades. So uh, awesome project. Check it out. Next one is uh, the National African American Gun Association uh, did a I'm going to call it a roundtable. It was called the Queens of Defense, Black Women's Perspective on Gun Ownership. It's about two hours. They had an intermission in the middle. I had about three intermissions in this show unscheduled, but uh, theirs was a scheduled intermission, and that was classy. I really liked it. But uh, in addition to that, they brought seven ladies together who are from the uh, firearms training community, but also just activists and uh, people in the industry and brought them together to ask some of the standard questions that you would expect from a panel of, of, of black women in the gun industry, but also just some interesting questions. So it was a great conversation. Definitely recommend you check it out at the end. Spoiler alert. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. At the end, you're going to find a surprise if you dug it and uh, stay tuned for more. One of the ladies on that panel was She Fires, and I don't know if it was scheduled this way or if it just happened this way. Clover's been doing a bunch of different uh, interviews and uh, in his series over on the Clover Tech channel. So he had an interview with uh, She Fires this week. Great interview. Uh, there's people that are in the realm of whatever we call this, the community, the uh, culture, you know, like the online stuff. It's hard to say what we are. But... Um, you know, somebody that's uh, coming in and hitting the ground running and uh, have an effect. It's awesome. It's awesome to see all kinds of new people. And uh, She Fires has a cool um, story and uh, kind of a unique way of running with it, running her channel, running her project. Uh, so let's see. Then we've got uh, Edgar from Guns for Everyone, gun expert on YouTube had a conversation for a little over an hour with a gun shop in Guadalajara. So we have gun tourism, firearms tourism in Vegas, in, in Nevada. This is effectively gonna be similar, but with an element of training, having an, a, a, play, a, a, a facility for training, uh, firearms training, CCW training, that kind of thing. Uh, in Mexico, which is not something that happens. In fact, one of the things they talked about in the conversation was how so few uh, terms in firearms jargon are in Spanish. They just don't have some words that we have, for example, um, they say firearm a lot, but they don't have handgun, I think. And uh, they don't have things like if we were going to say that is grandfathered in, like, you know, that short barrel shotgun is grandfathered in. 
uh, they don't have a term for that kind of stuff. So it was kind of interesting to hear them talk about, uh, you know, the similarities, differences, struggles, and uh, potentials of a, well, it's already a gun shop, but they're going to be expanding into a, a range in Guadalajara, which is, I guess, the Texas of Mexico, the way they said it. All right, so then you get uh, Kingpin. We had Kingpin on last week, a great conversation, talked about uh, 2A activism and his experience on YouTubes and in gun community. His whys and hows. And then uh, uh, I think just before that, he had posted this video. I think it was before our interview, but I don't remember anymore. So anyway, he posted this uh, video, though, about seven minutes long, and he goes through the process of getting the what we would call a CCW or a CHL, the Maryland wear and carry. So, you know, some of these states, they got to do everything their own way. And one of the things they're picking on is what they're going to even call their thing. So a whole bunch of the states kind of concealed carry weapon license, I guess, and then CCP, concealed carry permit, right? And then some states have that CHP, concealed handgun permit. That's the worst because then it's only handgun. But uh, theirs is a wear and carry. I think there's probably, I think there was about eight different term, terms for the permit the last time I tried to check, but that was a long time ago. So as we get new states, you know, are they going to consider, are they just going to say, hey, let's default to what the neighbor state calls it? Or are they going to come up with their own names like this? Either way, I'm fixing it on the name here, but this is the process. It's a video about the process, this ordeal you have to go through and the, uh, the steps and required in order to get the permit. Thanks for posting it. Uh, not enough people are paying attention to that. Uh, some people, you know, in the area might learn from that, get inspired, or uh, decide to follow through and get one. But also, it just gives us who don't live there some insight, some perspective, right, on how it is in these states. All right. Next up is the machine gun nest. That one's also in Maryland. So we've got a lot of Maryland happening this week. And yeah, a lot of Maryland happening, a lot of Washington, D.C. and Maryland. So uh, Machine Gun Nest is a gun shop, super cool gun shop, super cool story. And they do a couple of different series. And I guess this is a new series, I think, unless I've missed some other pre previous versions of it. But in this series, Armed and Educated, they're effectively ripping off barbecue. I don't know if he's still awake, but they're doing like... Uh, here it says, a new series, we break down myths and explain foundational principles, probably of gun ownership in this episode. So they're going to break down basic gun stuff for new people, which is what barbecue is doing. Uh, so this one was armed and educated, semi-auto versus full auto. Uh, I like everything they do. This was not my favorite thing that they've done. Uh, I feel like they didn't quite hit the mark, but watch it and let me know what you think. Next up is Santee. Uh, Santee was live last Saturday. She doesn't go live all the time, but when she does, uh, she has a good time. She brings a good group of people together. They talk about uh, news of the day. It's very much like a an old uh, gun channels lobby. Different people, but a gun channels lobby. And like different people in the respects that they're comfortable with the internet in a whole different way. Because back in the day, some of the gun channels people were still figuring out the internet, really. But also... But they were gun people that were figuring out the internet. Now you got internet people that are figuring out guns. Does that make sense? So now it's kind of like different, but upside down and backwards. It's like a mirror image 
you know, and they're all the same age. It's weird. So uh, I think what happens is it, what must have happened is the people, well, I don't even want to get into it, but anyway, Santee makes a good show. Next is Light Overheat with uh, Professor Yamani. I must have killed the E in his name, but it's actually got an E at the end of his name. Um, he did a video called Race, Black Lives Matter, Gun Ownership, and Views of the Thing on a Date that I'm not going to say because I don't want to ruin my show with it. I've already ruined enough of my stuff by writing it. So, I don't know. This guy's not looking for headlines or nothing. But anyway, he, he talked about the some thing that he read. Some, uh, I don't know if it's an article or some kind of news thing or some kind of science thing or some kind of school thing that he read. Anyway, his conclusion was something. And I put in here, news and media coverage over the year or year over the year of the events on the 6th was presented quite differently for both the left and the right. Because that's something I've noticed that the coverage was drastically different depending on which news what's the word like source you got it from like which uh, channel you got it from so i said asking a poll of the consumers of media to offer an opinion on the same event should have some kind of calibration as to where they got their information so if half of the poll is getting their information from the media that was giving you this tunnel vision view of it and the other half of the poll is given their information from a news source that's giving you a different tunnel vision view I think real science should take that into account. Otherwise, you're just randomly asking people to remember what they heard on the news or something. And then I say, so asking, so poll asking the consumers of media to offer should have some kind of, I just said, it. if the poll results uh, assume all the people have the same awareness and understanding of the event, then this seems like a tool to divide more than to explore usable information. So I don't know. I don't think I'm being overly critical, but let me know because I'm not going to take shit either. If somebody comes up and asks you, when are you going to stop beating your wife? That's what do they call that? That's like a there's a name for that. It's like a bullshit question because fuck you, I'm not beating my wife. Right. So it's one of those kind of things when they come along and give you one of those kind of situations. Not like the professor is, but he's reading this this review of this thing. And it is. It's given us this BS like I only looked at half the information. So I'm accusing you of my lack of knowledge. It's like, come on, why don't you get the rest of the info and then come with us, come talk to us. Uh, for some reason, I got the bullet in here twice. No, I got the wrong image in here. So the, Charles Heller was on the bullet again last weekend. On Saturday, the weekend bullet, uh, they had Charles Heller on. So I put a link in here. Normally, I don't link to the bullet. This week, I think they got Tony on, Tony Simon. Beth Alcazar and Matt from Arms, Matt Michael from Arms Room Radio. So uh, Paul's been saying it's going to be a good show all week. So you might want to watch it tomorrow if you like that kind of stuff. Then you got uh, Crump had Night Strike on. Night Strike uh, is the guy that built GunTube. And for all his complaining and moaning and bitching and moaning, it's still running. So he's been able to keep it running uh, and providing video hosting for gun-related video stuff. He's worth subscribing to. He's worth supporting. He's worth, uh, um, you know, throwing some scratch at the platform if you value, you know, the uh, individual built and run platform that he provides. Well, let's see. Then we get into the gun news. So that's all the 2A news. I started to divide it into gun news. So we're right at about an hour. I think I'm doing okay considering uh, 
you know, got off to a rocky start, had to take the puppy out and whatnot. So let me just make sure I got the back gate locked good. And uh, we'll do another quick commercial for our store over here where we got the uh, t-shirts. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. No, I just was going to check the back gate there, so I ran that commercial. Um, again, we've got uh, Super Chat Thank You coming up here. We've got... According to this, this one even has barbecue saying because I'm two wayer than that other guy. So that's today's. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen super chats this month. So thank you very much. Barbecue, no fear is out there right now. Edgar from Guns for Everyone, uh, Midget with Carrot Cake, uh, Ron Wayne, Gizzard. Krabby Turtle, Woods, Smeggy, Garrett, Mark, and did I already say Patriot? So Patriot and the two people I already said already. So those, all, no, and Mark, yeah, awesome. So all of those people are in the running. And if you feel like getting in on it, you could throw a super chat in there. You don't have to, but you're more than welcome to. Uh, guaranteed, we do not do anything weird with that. We just bills oh it's Patriot threw another one in there so you'll get another one even you know every super chats another slot so thank you for that we're going for a misprint or a weird print of a bayonet that has like a red tip on it and then a uh, miniature version of the km87 we're gonna be doing two drawings later on all right, so we're about an hour in, and we're digging through the Patreon blog, uh, which is just a fancier version of the YouTube description. I'm going to jump back over here to YouTube and see what the poll is doing. So right now we've got a bunch of votes from the live people that are watching. Now you have to come over to the big channel. We, do, we, we post this or we stream this out to Twitch and the, the Daily Gun Show channel, but also the big channel. So the poll I put on the big channel, so I don't have to log in and log out all over the place. So we've got 28% uh, for great week, 50% for good week, and 22% for okay week. And now oh, I'm going back to this tab. Now we're getting into the gun news. So the biggest gun news this week is the uh, Chris from 740 doing his uh, Beginner's Guide to Reloading series. Uh, brought the people in again, did some kind of Q&A type of a show this week. And I always learn stuff. I, I really dig the show. So it's a panel discussion for about 90 minutes, and they chat about reloading. Uh, even though a lot of people chat about reloading, that's, I think, one of the more effective ones. They kind of keep it on reloading. They don't wander into politics or nothing. It's 90 minutes as opposed to, you know, some of them can be longer, and then some are, you know, just brief. So it's a good length. It gives people plenty of time. They're not in a big hurry. 
but they're also not just, you know, got nothing else to do all afternoon. So it's a great format for uh, uh, for people that are learning about reloading or just want to hear. To me, it's like going to a gun show. It's not necessarily like I'm all that interested in reloading, but I don't have a problem hearing about it. And if I learn something new, it can't hurt. So uh, kind of interesting to, to hear the conversation. Almost always I'm getting some work done during that show. Uh, then we've got Brooke, who I mentioned earlier, but she does other things besides talk about suicide awareness and prevention. She's also, well, she does a lot of things. One of the things she does is run a school, a firearm school, and she's an instructor. She's got a uh, class coming up, and she posted another update about the class coming up on the 24th uh, that's a skill builder. But she's got another one coming up in October that I've posted some uh, updates about or like um previews about where uh you know she's offering instructor classes uh let's see so i was listening to clover's interview series and he had a uh, hunter safety gold on and they chatted a bit and i discovered that hunter safety gold does a podcast and this hunter safety gold guy if you didn't listen to clover's podcast here's the spoiler that guy sells prescription lenses in fancy colors for shooters. Now you can put them in the glass, the frames that they provide, or you just go get whatever frames you want and they'll make the frames or the lenses to put in there. And they give you a deal and it's a nice situation and the colors are good. They give you a good uh, uh, color. I think uh, what they say, like it makes the different, uh, I can't think of the word, the, um, it makes the colors uh, distinct from each other. You get crisp, a more crisp uh, vision from the colors. So they're not just uh, sunglasses. They're designed to create a, a non-optical, but a color optical enhanced uh, uh, contrast. That's the word I'm looking for, contrast in your vision. So uh, effectively, that's what they're doing, is offering lenses that offer more contrast, but you know, done with precision and then in the prescription that you might need so that you also have stuff in focus, right? Because focus and contrast are two different things. So I always knew that they made these glasses. Okay. But then in addition to making the glasses, he's got this vehicle and the vehicle is loaded up as a mobile gunsmithing vehicle with a bunch of different tools and a bunch of different parts, but also a bunch of different guns and optics. And then the dude goes around to the different competitions and he provides that vehicle as a service to shooters, not at any kind of fee, just so that they can try something or use something. And uh, if they something breaks, they've got something to use as a backup. He tries to have an assortment of stuff so that people can get something that's close to what they might have been using. And it's just a cool uh, kind of concept. Obviously, they're going to be happy that this eyeglass or the lens place, you know, had this facility for them. So they're probably going to use their product, but he also invests in the, in the industry. He's uh, promoting a bunch of different people's products from the industry. So he's putting his money where his mouth is literally and making his money in the industry. What's also cool is I'm listening to this 90 minute interview with a competition shooter and that's not my thing. I don't really care about competition shooting. I listen to it sort of like reloading. I've done it before. I like it. If I was nothing else to do when I was retired, I would probably probably do it. I had nothing else to do, especially if I was reloading all the time. But, uh, you know, it's not my thing. It's not my passion, so I don't make time for it. Uh, I live in an area where it would really I could 
experience some really good competition shooting. There's a lot of it out here in Arizona. But anyhow, I'm listening to this conversation, which I'm, you know, absorbing and I'm understanding and I'm liking. But then he gets to the end. He starts asking the guy about two A questions. So, like, they're not even playing around. They're they're talking about what's going on, and then they appreciate the environment in 2022 where we live, and they're not oblivious to that. So much of the other stuff that you get out there, so much of the stuff that's created, skirts the issues, stays away from the issues, or if it does touch the issues, it gives you platitudes and bullshit. So, having some real conversation is pretty neat. And having somebody that's uh, pr promoting the industry and supporting the industry, it's pretty cool. So uh, this was episode, season two, episode 23. I don't know how many episodes were in season one, but, uh, you know, maybe 50. I don't know. So they're 90 minutes. I'm not going to jump into them. It's competition shooting, but uh, I'll probably put it in my list and you might hear more. Uh, especially the ones that I dig. If it's something that doesn't add to the mix, you know, you don't hear anything that I listen to that doesn't add to the mix. I, I definitely listen to more stuff than we talk about each week. This is the stuff that made the list. So super cool podcast. I really dig the guy's uh, um, involvement in the community and in the shooting community specifically, but in the bigger community as well. And the uh, the idea that keeping the shooters aware that they live in the bigger community is, is super awesome. So uh, that might be happening with all kinds of shooters, but I don't know our competition shooters, but aside from this guy and Diana Mueller, I'm just not familiar with a lot of them. I mean, they're, they're sure there's some, there must be others. Uh, let's go. Next up is team Wilson. So uh, Wilson combat, one of the largest channels out there uh, is, well, not one of the largest channels out there. One of the largest maybe the largest uh, manufacturer on YouTube and one of the larger uh, channels just in general with gun stuff, not the largest or anything, but one of the larger valid YouTube channels. So they do a lot of interesting stuff, talking about the guns, talking about history of guns, talking about uh, basics and, and how to, and talking about legal aspects. They really get into it. It's a good channel. There's a reason they've got to the size they are. But this was a two-hour live feed from the IDPA National Championships in Grand Junction, Colorado. Pretty sure I can't click on it because it'll probably copyright me for it, but beautiful coverage, like, or beautiful range, and the coverage every once in a while, the guy would move the camera up and you could see the buttes, I guess. I don't know if they're table mesas, what the hell they are, but they're, you know, fancy rocks all around there. It's pretty neat. It's Colorado rocks, a little bit different than Arizona rocks. Actually, a lot different than Arizona rocks. Uh, barbecue posted a thing about accidental discharges. I didn't get the the, the image in here, but uh, his basics or how to talk, you know, for the new people type of series. Is there a name for that series? Uh, he's got the accidental discharge one going on. I uh, found a new thing uh, Pincus was on, but a new channel called We Talk Shit. And I guess they do a series where they, this was episode three of this series, where they look at people's 3D print builds. So it's interesting to listen into the people talk about 3D prints. I guess they're all children, or they're a little—they're much younger than us. So are people that are listening to this, I'm sure. But um, interesting. And uh, if you're interested in the 3D print stuff, they do get information out there. They're very free with the information. You just have to listen to them. I imagine it was like our grandparents listening to the emos, trying to understand what the hell the emos were talking about. 
Uh, let's see. So next we get the uh, shooting left center. Yankee does a chat every once in a while. He invites me and Matt on there. I get to listen to them complain about politics and stuff. It's pretty good. At least it gets a chance to chat with Matt and Yankee once in a while. So uh, let's see. Got Foss doing his Wednesday show each Wednesday in the middle of the night. Well, middle of the night for some people, late night for some of us. Uh, he posts a mouse party, which is a get together with uh, usually an hour and a half, two hours long for uh, gun focused conversation. Sometimes it's uh, got a topic. He's been doing a series on uh, letting people decide his gun. He's letting people put together his gun for him. He just pays the bills. You decide what he's going to put on there. And then uh, you know, just conversations. It's a pretty fun time. If you're awake at night, we do this show at night because we value the people that are up, you know, resetting this, the world fixing everything, building everything, putting everything together, cleaning it off and going to sleep right when everybody wakes up and thinks that all magically happened. So uh, Foss, I believe, is one of those people with a shift like that and uh, does his show again for those folks at night. He doesn't quite put it the way I put it, but I've had too many overnight shifts. I don't know about the rest of you who are up in the middle of the night. Some of y'all are probably night or daytime people that are just up late, you know, kind of hanging out, vacationing in the evening. Some of us live in the evening. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of these people, but uh, they're on they're gun people and they're getting wailed on by anti-gun people. So if you want to check out um, KE Arms, well, I don't have a problem with KE Arms. I don't like the rest of the people who I'm linking to here. But uh, again, KE Arms is in the gun industry and it sounds like they're getting wailed on and their millionaire friends don't want to pay the bills anymore. So pay attention to what's going on over there. We get wailed on all the time. Uh, let's see. So now we get into some radio shows. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of them that I focus on. Uh, there's two that are radio shows that are hosted by gun shops. First one records on Wednesday and their show gets franchised or is that what it's called? No, it gets uh, syndicated on. Uh, is that the right word? It gets distributed or it gets broadcast on the weekend. So they record the Cape Gunworks radio show on Wednesday afternoon for most of the country. And then it gets recorded and then it gets distributed or broadcast on Saturdays throughout the country. So it's a cool show. They listen to the YouTube conversation as it's happening. So uh, you get to participate and be part of the show sometimes. The show is an hour long for the radio, and then it goes an extra hour for the podcast. And then usually if there's some extra questions and stuff, they'll stick around and answer those as well. So it's a pretty interactive, fun conversation uh, focused on guns and Massachusetts specifically. Uh, there's not too much focus on Massachusetts, so it is interesting to hear their particular brand of tyranny. Uh, now, Cape Gunworks also does... Uh, 45 minute segment with the Grace Curley show, which is sort of like a young girl version of Rush Limbaugh that happens in Boston, I think. So every Tuesday, the Grace Curley show has a two way Tuesday segment and uh, the boss from Cape Gunworks comes on and hosts that uh, like quick question or fast paced question and answer segment. So it's pretty cool. You get a lot of specific gun questions mixed in with legal questions from Massachusetts. So it's definitely worth listening to. So that happens on Tuesday and then they record their radio show on Wednesday. So you get two days of listening to Cape Gun Works live. Now uh, they almost always post the uh, Wednesday show and they usually post the Grace Curley show, but not always. Sometimes you can listen to the Grace Curley show over on Rumble. The other, it's a video hosting platform that has live streaming. 
and the Grace Curley show is does not use YouTube, so you have to listen to it from that angle over on Rumble. But sometimes the Cape Gun Works will stream their version of it on YouTube. Most weeks they do. All right, then the second show that's produced by a gun shop is in Texas, in Austin, Texas, and it's called Come and Talk It. That's Michael Cargill, and he's in the mix, or he's in the middle of a lawsuit against the government about the bump stock ban. So Michael has a pretty decent like elevator speech that he does about the lawsuit and how he's taken uh, you know, the government to court. So now it's in the Fifth Circuit uh, court and it's uh, he's been uh, broadcasting some of the actual court audio and their commentary on it. So he's a radio show, he's a gun, gun shop owner in Austin, Texas, that hosts a radio show that's been going on for so many years that Yoder, Texas used to post it on gun channels every Sunday. We'd listen to it in Mr. Knives chat a bunch of times. And then uh, we'd like, I'll turn it on and let's do it live. And then uh, and he's also suing the government about bump stocks. Pretty cool. So that's some, that's two of the radio shows that happen each week. The third one is Eye on the Target Radio. That's Amanda Suffolk and her brother. And uh, she's the only, or the first, I guess, and only female-hosted, firearms-focused, syndicated, nationally syndicated radio show. And uh, their show is also uh, streamed live while they record, or actually while they broadcast, out to the radio. So when you're chatting with them, whatever you're saying with them in the live YouTube comments is headed out to uh, the radio right then. It's kind of neat. Uh, and then the fourth show that I forgot to link to this week is the Gun Owners Radio in uh, California. And that's a radio show hosted by the uh, reps from Gun o- uh, Orange, what is it? San Diego County Gun Owners and, uh, and some firearms instructors and just a guy who's an advocate and had a radio show. So they get together and they host this show. They've been doing it for a while and it's a, an awesome two-hour show. These all happen on Sunday. Well, Cape Gunworks happens Wednesday. The other three happen all on Sunday, kind of at the same time. So you can only listen to one or the other or listen to all of them and kind of turn one down and turn the other one up during the commercials and stuff. So uh, that's our radio shows. Next, we're going to talk about some military interviews. Got some interesting ones this week. I follow three or four different uh, channels that do regular interviews with uh, military people either active duty or retired or you know, out of the military. Lots of information to glean from there. Definitely Second Amendment relatable, adjacent, and sometimes even Second Amendment focused, but usually just barely relatable or adjacent. But also insightful as to uh, what's happening with the global war on terror and uh, the way that the stuff went down versus the way it was reported on the way that we heard it in the news, right? I guess we're up too late for DJ. He had to leave. Thanks for tuning in. Notice Pat's out there. Good evening. So tag teamed the show from that part of the country. Now we've got uh, Team House did uh, an interview this last week with uh, Killer Chick, Casey uh, Kim Campbell who's an A-10 Warthog pilot, 
uh, the A-10s, you know, are a pretty awesome plane. They uh, fly, they train them here in Tucson. They fly them, the pilots get trained here in Tucson. So we see them constantly above everywhere. They're always above us. And uh, it was a cool interview. She's an interesting person to listen to. She's had an interesting career. She has 100 combat missions in an A-10 and uh, is a great speaker. So a lot of people in the Air Force are really good at speaking because they have to do after actions. They're used to describing in detail what happened so that it's effective. So it makes some really great people listen to in interviews. They're really good at getting information across. Go check out Skip's Tactical for an excellent uh, example of what I'm talking about. So um, uh, KC, that was a great uh, interview last week. This week, they interviewed this guy from France and I'm like, I'm not even gonna listen to that. And I didn't listen to a chunk of it. You know, I, I listened to most of it, but not all of it. Cause I was like, I don't care if I listen to this one. I was wrong. Like always, every time I think these things are going to be lame, they're pretty good. Now it wasn't the best one or nothing, but it was pretty good. And right towards the end, <laughs> this guy's like, blah, blah, blah. And somebody was saying something. They'll, they'll answer a couple of super chats usually to the guest or ask the guest, the super chats. And somebody asked, well, how come in the military, there's so many French words like sergeant and core all these, we have a ton of French words and they're annoying because French words are spelled stupidly. So uh, the guy's answer was because France ruled the world, because France ruled the world. <laughs> he said it better than I did, but uh, very cocky. And he's not wrong. I mean, France did rule the, ru rule the world for a while, right? But, uh, and he's right. I think that's why we have so much freaking French words in our, in our language. But uh, Anyway, it was a pretty good interview. It wasn't the best interview ever, but it was pretty good. Then uh, there was also uh, Ed's manifesto I put in there because he's not really military, but he's Mexican uh, national police. So, uh, or he's ex-police from Mexico. So uh, he had an interview this week, which just, did it come up this morning or yesterday? I forget, recently. And uh, it might've come up this morning. And it's in Spanish. It's in Espanol. So if you're interested in learning Espanol, it's a great way. You're going to hear about, they're talking about punk rock in Tijuana in the 90s. And then before Tijuana got really violent, I mean, it was always violent, but before it got really violent. And then once it was really violent, really interesting conversation. Ed Calderon does an awesome interview anyway. And then when he's talking to I guess that when Ed was young, he had built a stage and this guy who was in uh, Kung Fu Monkeys, uh, it was a punk band from Tijuana or is a punk band from Tijuana who's been all over the place. Um, one of their first get togethers was on this stage that Ed had built and they, had, you know, so they have a real long time bond and uh, friendship. So it was a great conversation. Plus, like I say, if you're trying to learn Spanish or if you're, uh, you know, trying to keep your Spanish sharp. It's a bunch of cool words. It's like way better than listening to some kind of lesson or something. I always, I've only taken Spanish for law enforcement and medical. So it's, it's way cooler to take real Spanish, like Spanish where they're using words like gun and I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Like that kind of stuff is way cooler to learn than, you know, let's go to the biblioteca or whatever. Uh, anyhow, so that was an interview. You're going to have to work for that one. It is in Espanol. And it's 90 minutes long, but it was pretty good. I listened to a good chunk of it, maybe half an hour of it while I was processing some of the AK bayonets today, I think. So uh, whenever it was. So you can listen to a chunk of it that way if you want to check it out. Hopefully I won't get copyrighted for it.
Then we have Combat Story. I can't tell you which one of these is my favorite military interview channel because they're all awesome. Combat Story just does a great job. This time he had on the first female reservist who went through ranger school and graduated. So, I mean, can you can imagine whoever the first chick is that got through ranger school, first she had to decide to want to do it. And then she did it. She accomplished it. She did it with three other ladies that did it also. But uh, interesting. So, you know, challenge yourself, listen to something. A lot of people have opinions about that just here in the titles. You can pass it off and not listen to it, but you get a better understanding of the world by listening to different people's opinions on stuff. It's interesting, that's for sure. All right, so next is some events. And I guess I didn't have everything in here that I wanted. There's a couple of events that I uh, missed here. So the first one that is in here is a Toys for Tots car show that's happening in Maryland. There's a couple of gun shops that I follow from Maryland. One of them is the Guntry Club, and uh, they're going to have a car show and a Toys for Tots drive uh, on September 24th. So that's tomorrow, if I'm doing my math correctly. The other one I wanted to put in here was um, our friends in Albuquerque, BCM, no, BMC Tactical uh, in Albuquerque has two locations, and at their second, their new location, they're going to have uh, the activist from New Mexico that stopped, I forget whatever the last uh, infringement that was coming down in New Mexico was stopped by this lady. And she's going to be their guest at the, uh, at the event tomorrow, uh, kind of a pro to a, maybe a bit of a political thing for her, but that's cool, right? Uh, let's see. And then the third thing is the Virginia... I don't know if it cuts out when my computer freezes, but it froze or I couldn't even mute. Um, the Virginia Citizens Defense League, I think that was them. Yeah, they sent me something that there's something coming up on October 1st. So I don't have the complete calendar of events here, but, you know, I had a lot to do. Let's blame Gizzard. It's not Gizzard's fault that I didn't get it in here, but it's Gizzard's fault that I didn't get it in this one. It's probably over on Substack. Uh, it's kind of hard sometimes to assemble the same thing in four different places with links to each other. Think about it. If you want to put links to each other, one of them has to exist first without links to the other two. Then the second one can exist with links to two, but not the other two. The third one can exist with links to three, but not the last one. And then the last one is perfect when it gets built, but then you got to rebuild the first three. Again, I'm not blaming Gizzard for this, but he was live while I was trying to do all that all right, and then let's take a look at some of the stuff we did last week because we also do stuff besides this show. Uh, the tactical quiz happens, ev or I mean, the uh, gun daily gun show happens every single weeknight. So you can check this show out on Monday. We usually do interviews uh, when we can with activists, Second Amendment activists. We ask them why they do what they do and let them talk. We give them an hour to talk about why they do what they do. Our goal is to offer motivation and some insight and some inspiration to others who might want to become a Second Amendment activist. There's no magic. There's no special ticket you need. Uh, there's not any prerequisites. And you'll, you'll notice as you pay attention, people have to come and go. We are humans. We can only carry so much burden. We live for a certain amount of time and we have a certain amount of resources and we have the abilities that we have. 
while we have them. We're better off with a system in place for activists to understand that they're part of, right? That they don't have to do it all and they don't have to redo everything either. So on Mondays, we try to offer something towards that. On Tuesdays, we talk about Second Amendment. We feature an organization, an activist, and a state. And we go through and take, no, talk about as much as we know about those things. Um, then we'll take a look. Oh, David Yamane was on Gun Owners Radio this week? Oh, I must have missed it for some reason. Did I do something on Sunday? Because I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe that's maybe that's why I missed it in the list because if I didn't listen to it, it didn't show up in my history. I might have been doing something during the show. Um, okay, so then uh, Tuesdays, you know, we take a look at Second Amendment. Uh, we focus on those different things and we uh, offer as much insight as we can. Again, as to our our goal is to archive this stuff and uh, give people inspiration. If you know more about whatever state it is that we're looking at, you know, that week, and make a video that has better information. You know, by all means. Uh, Wednesdays, we have some fun, the tactical quiz, and that's what we're about to talk about. On Thursdays, I focus on travel and training. We've uh, done the daily, or I mean, the, the gun show loophole tour since 2012. I mean, technically, I've been traveling my whole life. I really enjoy road tripping in the United States. I've had a couple of opportunities to leave the country, but uh, I've always enjoyed living here and traveling by vehicle and experiencing the different uh, unique restaurants and places to experience in the different parts of the country. I've been doing it my whole life. So in 2012, uh, me and my friend Haas uh, Marine uh, got together uh, when YouTube was still kind of just getting ready to start kicking. High-speed stuff was happening. YouTube was getting to be more familiar with everybody, and the YouTube community was kicking. I had just wrecked my, my pickup truck that I bought at AOL, so I didn't have any more cool truck to drive around. It wasn't that cool, but it I didn't have any more truck. So I bought a used uh, a, a two thousand year 2000 uh, Crown Vic that was a police car from Albuquerque. I bought it from a guy who bought it from Albuquerque. So I bought it from a middleman and I got it for a couple of grand. So I took all my YouTube money, bought that thing and figured out how much gas I had left over. Haas came down by train uh, and that was kind of an ordeal. He came down from Oregon by train through California. I met him here in Tucson. I got my Doberman. We packed up the trunk. We left the whole inside of the car open and we booked. And we went from Tucson up to Red Dawn, uh, checked out all the different filming locations we could find. Uh, we headed east and went through uh, Oklahoma, uh, hung out at a bunch of AK manufacturers and builders that I know there. We went to uh, uh, through Arkansas through uh, to check out Nighthawk. We took a tour of their factory, and then uh, headed down towards Memphis, Graceland. Went up to Jaeger's place in uh, uh, Camp Camden. Uh, hung out there for a couple of days. It was a awesome. Haas hated Jaeger. He thought he was going to hate Jaeger. He hated Jaeger. We got I'm like, dude, fuck it. I'm driving, and you're staying at Jaeger's place. We got there and they became best friends. Like Jaeger's a, you know, it was a fucking cool dude. So anyway, that was a massive, awesome experience. We went up to um, ATS Tactical up at Fort Campbell. Uh, came back down, took a tour of Barrett Factory. Thanks again to Jaeger for that. Uh, headed east, met up with um, the folks who build the AA-12, Boje and his wife Dottie. 
went up and met with the guy who owned the A12, uh, hung out with that guy, and then uh, went east from there. Cop car started having troubles. We went to Smoky Mountain Knife Works, went to a couple other places. The cop car started overheating, and our plan was to go up to the castle and then head to Washington, D.C. Now, Marco lives in Washington, D.C. That's when we met up with Marco for the first time, and uh, with the cop car overheating, and I wanted to get to where I knew people. We went to D.C. instead of going up to New York. I don't know if that was the best decision ever because it took me six more fucking years before I got to that castle. And I was pretty freaking close. I was about the closest I've been to that castle since I was a kid. So that was frustrating. But we got to D.C., spent a little more time in D.C. than I expected because we had, you know, kind of planned to be up in New York and doing some other stuff. So spent some time in D.C., went to Annapolis, to museums there, went to a bunch of gun shops around Maryland and D.C., went to a bunch of stuff. I don't think Haas had ever been to D.C. So we went to see a bunch of stuff in D.C. and then met up with Marco. Uh, went to the NRA museum and went down into the the vault down below the NRA museum again. Thanks to Jaeger, He's a fucking cool dude. Made one phone call, got us into the into the basement. We went down there, made video of the basement, and that's a whole other story. Uh, then we saw that, and then that was when the museum in Missouri was being put together. So all the stuff from the basement, where all the vault, where all the guns that are donated by the individuals uh, to the NRA are kept the ones that aren't on display uh they were building yeah we went to the naval academy well we went to the museum in annapolis right we went to the naval academy museum to check it out there's only like an ak-47 and like an sks in there and then a bunch of boat models but it was all right it was worth checking out there was a lot of you can imagine a lot of navy history and it was pretty cool that was in 2012 we could just walk in the gate and everything it was pretty neat um so anyhow, checked out a bunch of cool stuff in D.C. Uh, oh, so I went to the NRA Museum, uh, booked out of there, went to, hung out with uh, Artisan Tony, booked back through Virginia, went to, what's his face, Jefferson's place. I always like to go to Monticello. He's one of my favorites. That Monticello is pretty awesome if you've never been there. Um, went down to hang out in Chattanooga, went past, um, uh, What's the name? Athens, Tennessee. Back in 2012, when you're a YouTuber going through Athens, Tennessee, trying to interview somebody about the Battle of Athens, they didn't want none of that. They weren't having that. I think since then they've changed their mind. But in 2012, they weren't having it. So we went through there, hung out with Artisan Tony in Chattanooga. Artisan Tony was a good friend of, uh, or was friend of Jaeger's. I don't know if he's a great friend, but you know they were friends for sure. He did a thing today uh, on YouTube for that. Um, anyway, Tony put us up at the Chattanooga Choo Choo. So me and Haas hung out at the Chattanooga Choo Choo and uh, stayed in one of the cars. That's a hotel. It's pretty fun. Then uh, booked out of there. Tony took us to uh, a couple of places to check out, some surplus stores, some gun shops, and then uh, whatever that hill is called. They got a hill down there that they look out on with some cannons and stuff. That was pretty cool. And then... Uh, the Fuller Museum at the Battle of Chickamauga Battlefield. Is that what it's called? Uh, and then uh, we booked south from there, met up with um, IV-8088, checked out a bunch of different gun shops in Atlanta, went by Glock. Um, didn't get to hang out with Gunbroker. They didn't want to have nothing to do with us. Hung out with uh, Eric for a bit. Then we headed east, went to um, Carcal, I think it's called, and 
Chuck checked out the gun from them at the time that was made in the UIA or UAI, then saw all the uh, Steyr Augs getting imported. That was pretty cool. Uh, then we booked east and uh, or west again and went through uh, Dallas and Texas and back to Arizona. So anyway, that was 2012. We started that tour. And then since then, I've done another 60,000 miles driving around, checking out gun shops, checking out gun shows in the different 33-something museums, 200 gun shops, and more. So on Thursdays, we talk about that stuff, and I reminisce. Also plan for what's coming, right? We've got the Gun Rights Policy Company, Gun Rights Policy Conference happening in Dallas next weekend. There's the USCCA thing coming up in Texas, probably also. Houston, I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. We definitely have Wanamaker coming up. That would be awesome to attend if you've never attended. You just missed the uh, machine gun shoot at Dragon Man's, but you still have an opportunity until the end of the season to tour the Dragon Man's Museum and go shooting there. And then uh, we got the SAR show coming up at the end of the year. I'm probably missing a couple of things, but uh, we try to focus on travel and training. And then uh, Fridays, we're in Friday right now, and we're wrapping up the week. So that was a, a long summary of what we do. On Wednesdays, though, that's what started this whole thing. We talked about the tactical quiz. Uh, this week, it was guns in movies. We've pretty much come up with a new tactical quiz each week, something that's uh, you know, not, well, who's come up with a new one each week so that we can have some fun. I get in trouble if I make them too visual. I get in trouble if I make them too audio. So I kind of fiddle around and kind of do too much of both or too much, not enough of any. But uh, kind of play around. And again, thanks to our Patreons. They give us the time to even consider doing something like that. What it creates is uh, aftermath, right? Every week we have a new tactical quiz. Often they're put up at tacticalquiz.com so that people can play them. So that if people are bored and they're sitting in a waiting room somewhere, they can play a quiz that has something to do with guns that isn't boring as hell and lame. So nothing in there is copy and pasted. It's all just come up with and you know figured out and then presented in a in a uh, quiz type of format so you can play around with it. And again, thanks to the Patreons. We're not paying a lot of money for that software, but it takes time to set it up and fiddle with it and get it all working. Uh, we also did a new, we started a new series this week. Uh, happy birthday. It's not my birthday. Uh, I'm a big fan of not talking about your birthday online. I don't think it's necessary. You can definitely celebrate the fact that you're born. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, that's a piece of personal information that you just don't need to share. It's not necessary. So you can have a birth week, right? A birth month. You can say, hey, this month I'm turning whatever. That's totally appropriate. But uh, keep the details to yourself. I think it's a thing that's worth addressing. I'm not going to jump on it every day or nothing. But guess what? Once a month, I'm going to do a show called Happy Birthday. It's not your birthday or it's not my birthday. And one of the reasons is so that people who might want to drop 50 bucks on me can do so. And I'll mention that we've got the Patreon I've created a Patreon level called Happy Birthday or something, and uh, it's a $50 level. So the idea is not that, I mean, unless there's a sugar mama out there, she can definitely sign up for that level, and I'll definitely use that money to pay bills. But uh, it's for people that might want to jump up to the $50 level, say Happy Birthday, and then jump back to whatever level they were on for the rest of the year. And uh, there's no obligation at all, of course, but if you want to, put it there. Uh, we are, you know, trying to pay bills, you know, how the world is going. So much appreciated. And uh, during that show, to talk about that each month, we're going to also do a sit rep, a situation report for the Patreon to let them know what we've been working on as far as projects and what kind of goals we've got and what we're, you know, how we're doing on those goals. We're also going to use the time to talk about some of the other 
uh, services and things that we do because it turns out most people don't realize that we offer a bunch of services. We've been consultants since, two th well, since 1997 technically, but full-time since 2004. So if you're looking for doing things online or just uh, trying to get uh, presence, um, trying to figure things out or trying to understand uh, at pretty much every level, uh, we can help you out, I'm sure. But uh, specifically, if you're a gun shop or if you're in the gun industry and you're trying to jump deal with the hurdles that we've got specifically, we're there for you. So let us know. And if I don't know something myself, we've got a Rolodex full of people, a, a, a contact list full of people that do know, and we can get that figured out for you. All right. So that's what we're going to be doing with the happy birthday. It's not my birthday show. Adding that series to the list. You'll I'll throw that out in the middle of each month. Uh, next Sunday, this coming Sunday, I should say, in a couple of days, we're going to have a conversation with the gunsmith at M13 Industries. If you listen to the Instagram show I do on Sundays, I'm always chatting up this uh, gunsmith in, in Vegas. Uh, I'm a big fan of gunsmithing in, in general. The AK-47, once I learned how to build one, how they're created and how they're hobbled together in the United States from parts kits, I've always been impressed with their mechanics. It's a really neat machine. It's very uh, sloppy and it's very simple, but it's also really easy to screw it up or to make it in a non-strong way. When you're hardening the sheet metal for the pins, you know, those, it becomes a whole like little thing. And the people with the most experience tend to be the best, right? So at a time when I was putting these things together, very, very, very few people, like four people had any real experience. Everybody else was learning from questions and answers from these guys with the experience, right? Then over the years, you've got people that have been in the game for a while, building AKs from parts kits, repairing AKs, and just being around AKs, you know, they're gaining experience. And then Vegas happens in about 2014. Recreational shooting in Vegas becomes a real big thing. And multiple places in Vegas are offering lots of different guns for rental. And they're international. They're marketing that internationally. Well, the gunsmiths that provide the, the maintenance and repairs to those guns have more experience than armorers in the military. Think about an armorer in the military might have their job for a while, but at some point they're going to gain in rank and be the boss of that job, or they're just going to leave the military, or they're going to get stationed somewhere else, or their spouses, or something. You know, things aren't guaranteed in the military. You don't just have a job. Some people do, but most people get moved around to wherever they're needed. So having experience as an armorer in the military is nothing like living in Las Vegas and, and maintaining guns that are shot on a daily basis. It's, it's just amazing. So we're going to be talking to uh, the gunsmiths or the, the guy who runs M13, who's an accomplished um, metal worker to begin with, and then took on the, the, the challenge of being a, an armor for some of the better, you know, some of the big machine gun rental places. We're going to be talking about building AKs and maintaining AKs specifically. Uh, but that'll be live, so feel free to listen to that on the big channel. Creep Crabby Turtles also mentioning that it's Free Patch Friday. Thanks, everybody, who uh, purchases stuff at our gear website store. I've walked away from the computer a couple of times today and run the commercial for our stores. We've got the uh, store that's ours, gearwebsites.com. We also have the T-shirt shops at Teespring and its Spreadshirt. We have some designs over there. Pretty much whenever you buy anything at the Spreadshirt or Teespring, you're giving us five bucks. You're buying whatever it is, and we're getting five bucks out of it. That's pretty much how I price everything over there, right around $5 profit. So thanks for that. People that purchase stuff over there and wear it around, 
you're helping us out. You're giving us five bucks. You're getting a shirt out of it. We pick the stuff that's good quality. Hopefully the stuff you get, you're, you know, it's your deep, you're satisfied with. So when you wear it around, you're actually promoting our stuff. If you wear it in a video or something, that's even better. So when you do that, if you do that, uh, we'll give you a, you know, we'll hook you up next time you order from our store. But uh, it is free patch Friday. So I don't know if anybody had purchased. I don't think too many, nobody had purchased last time I looked, but uh, if somebody purchased during the show, thanks for that. I'll go check real quick. Uh, but thanks to Krabby for mentioning that. You know, it's really free patch Friday weekend. I don't really, you know, if you want to order something on Saturday, you're still going to get a free patch. I'm not like stingy with it. So uh, looking over here and didn't actually get any orders today. So if we would have got some orders, we would have said thanks to those folks and probably done some kind of an extra giveaway. We would have probably gave away a free car, but you know what? We didn't get any orders today. So I guess we can't do that. Uh, we are going to have a uh, parts kit going up for auction on Tuesday. It's been over there cooking. Unfortunately, it's had a pretty bad description on it. Not really stoked about that. Uh, it is not, in fact, an old shitty parts kit. This is virgin parts. So this is an assembly of raw parts, some of which don't have any holes drilled in them yet. They've never been assembled into a gun in any way, shape, or form. These are literally an assembly of parts at the time someone went around the, the factory floor and just picked one of each of the parts that would eventually become a gun, but just from the bins. They never put them into any kind of assembly jig. They never ran any kind of tool across any one of them. This is a completely raw set of parts. Bringing that up for two reasons. You don't see these very often at all. They only really happen with modern guns that are still in production because no one would have thought to do this back in the day. They, I don't know how often they even did this, but again, they only did it really with commercial guns that were being produced. So this is effectively like a, a, a Yugo underfolder from you know, whatever that is, an M70 AB2 or something. And it's effectively one of those that was never put together. So this is what I call a virgin kit. And these are not the same kit as putting together like a Romanian G kit. They're quite a bit different. I'll probably be doing more videos about it before the auction goes through, but it's one that I was not interested in getting rid of. The bills are interested in getting paid, so I had no choice really. But uh, this is going to be a unique kit. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to an actual AK connoisseur, like an AK master, to uh, give a little bit more insight into what it's like to build a kit from a raw kit or build an AK from a raw kit. So if you want to hang out with us on Tuesday, we'll be watching that. There's actually quite a few cool things that'll be happening on Tuesday. So I'll probably be watching that. Uh, well, we'll definitely do a preview, but we may be watching that one live as well. That's pretty much everything that we've got over here on the uh, agenda for tonight. So the last thing we'll do is take a quick look. I'll drop you the link to the Patreon blog again if you want to check it out over there. Feel free. That's like I say, we got more pictures and highlighting and stuff. It's a little easier to read. But we've got the uh, poll going on. We'll close that down. Looks like we got a bunch of votes and good week for 2A1 with 43%. Okay week at 29% tied with good week or great week with 29% uh, also. No one picked bad week. That's kind of interesting. So I'm going to copy this and attempt to paste it. But actually, I can't. I don't know why I even pasted it. There's not enough room. I use the whole thing up. What we are going to do, though, is a chat, as a super chat random thing. So thanks again to the folks that super chat our projects. And see, we don't get a ton of orders from the store. So what happened to my, there it is. 
Uh, so we're going to go over to random.org. Random.org. And we'll uh, put in I have to count again. So let me double check what kind of super chats we had in here. One from Patriot there. And that one is not showing up over here. So we're going to go Patriot is number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, seventeen. So Patriot is number one, and Mark would be number seventeen. So I'll put number seventeen in here. And the first roll will be for the uh, the one that looks like uh, it's got like a red butt. Let me put this back on. Got a couple of them here. I don't know who's live. Who might be here that is in the running. But one of them here is got like a red thing going on. The the red ran out. It starts from the bottom like this. So the red ran for a little while. I was hoping to get the whole handle in red. That would have been cool. But it ended here. And the red cord it ended. I just put the black cord in. I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to do it or not. It worked. And the black cord got jammed in there enough that there's like no difference. It just went from red to black. It's pretty cool because then you can see there's no red like it basically makes a transition and just stays that new color anyway so it printed the rest of this thing out and it's got a not painted just a different material so these are both pla but it's this red from one company and this black from another company you can kind of tell the red is flat and the black is shiny anyway they seem like they're connected and it's good to go so it's kind of a crazy one-off this is what they'll be uh we'll be doing the random for first and then second, like this is how long they normally are, 100 centimeters. This one I accidentally printed, I don't know, 70 centimeters or something, like a little bit shorter. And it's just not the right scale. It looks too small. So it looks neat. It's a KM87, the survival knife one. But uh, it's just a little bit smaller print. So that'll be the second one we'll roll for or draw for. So this first one will be the red tip. And I'll close out of here again. Go back over to here again. Hopefully still got my audio. And the first one will be number eight. So that's uh, Patriot was number one. Barbecue is two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's Krabby Turtle. Krabby Turtle had posted a $15 super chat. Thank you very much. Said bills and treats. So that was probably for the dog and then bills for me. So thank you very much. You're getting the one with the red tip on it. So I'll put this over here and say, I definitely have to write these things right away or I've started forgetting. Okay, and then the second roll, see if anybody's saying anything. Everybody's saying, oh, the barbecue's still awake. And then nine. Oh, snap. So uh, Patriot was one. Barbecue is two. This is number nine. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I guess what I could have done is just gone to the one that was just eight and went to the next one. Any guesses on who this one is? This was a $4.99 super chat. Thank you very much. We'll be using that money for the bills. This was the super chat itself nail trim fund sounds like somebody was talking about our nails over there uh and that was from woods thank you very much so woods gets the tiny km87 
Um, I don't remember who ordered or who requested what, but um, I had asked the uh, page, Patreons and I had asked the channel members if anybody wanted one of these little bayonets and a bunch of people said, yeah. So those are all sorted. And uh, these, oh man, I've been sitting here chopping them with the thing. I've been doing this here. Let me show you what I've been doing. I've been wasting my time like a sucker. So let me flip back this and then go to this, right? I've been jamming them into the card like this so that I remember whose is what, but I've been cutting them with a razor blade like a sucker. It's a freaking pointy knife. All I got to do, I just figured this out. All I got to do is jam it in, jam it back out and see what that does. It makes it nice and easy to keep track of. And I got them in a drawer over here with everybody's all figured out. So if you had already requested one, if you're a channel member or a Patreon and you requested one, there's a card over there like this with your bayonets already in it. These are the two for this show. Thank you very much. Let me do that again and... Do I need this anymore? I might as well put this back up. Uh, we're done with the random. Uh, here's the show. Oh, look at all those colorful things that are going on. Way to go, turtle. Wait. Oh, yeah. So everybody's using the crabby turtle icon. Now I see what's going on. Right on. So again, thanks, everybody, for super chatting. It is appreciated. Thanks to the people that support our projects. Also appreciated. Thanks to the people that are getting shit done, right? We had a bunch of ladies that got to DC. We got a bunch of people who supported those ladies. We got a bunch of people who recognize what they're doing. Then we had a whole bunch of people that are just getting stuff done on the regular. So uh, nothing's given to us. There's no uh, easy way. So I appreciate the effort of everybody who's been doing stuff. Uh, we'll be live. Well, Travis is live in the morning. Then we'll go live with Ask Gun Questions. After Ask Gun Questions, we got a whole new thing happening. I'm going to flip over while we're still live here and go to our main page. And if you scroll down that main page, if you just keep scrolling down, then scroll down a little bit more, you're going to find our first annual patch buyback campaign. So here's the deal. We're going to do a patch buyback. I know a bunch of people that buy patches from us and other people are doing it because, not because they love patches so much, but because they're really trying to support the projects that those, those patches might be funding. And we appreciate that. And you might have patches just sitting there not doing anything. Well, guess what? We got, it turns out, we got kids, youngins, in the uh, Second Amendment realm that would like to have patch panels, but they're little kids and they don't have any money. And a lot of people don't like to spend a bunch of money on little kids or whatever. So we're going to start doing a patch buyback occasionally for people that want to, for people that want to participate, to send in their extras or their old ones or the ones they don't like. And all things that are kid appropriate because these are going to kids. But uh, I'm not sure how to facilitate it. We're going to start talking about tomorrow and uh, getting it figured out. I don't necessarily need to run it. I just want to kick it in the butt and get it moving. I've got you know other things on my plate. But the idea is we do, we do have the first recipient in mind because that recipient's mom gave me the idea. Let's put it that way, right? So figure out, we'll figure this out tomorrow, but we're going to figure out some sort of a way to create a system of making little kids that want patches get patch panels with patches in them. 
Uh, and not necessarily like every kid just gets a pile of patches. Maybe we give the pile of patches to the parent so that they've got the ability to ration them out appropriately for maybe, you know, progress or whatever is appropriate. You know, let them parent. Something like this, we'll be doing this tomorrow at, I guess it's 5 p.m. I'm trying to do this between my show and G23. And uh, I didn't want to do it too late in the night. Um, so we'll play around with that a little bit tomorrow. If you're available, come around and we'll uh, we'll do this as a collaborative thing. But um, yeah, so that's the first annual patch buyback campaign, uh, you know, because we want to get patches off the streets, the dangerous patches off the streets. We want to get those patches. I'm not going to say some people because that'll be a whole nother discussion. If you were listening to Gizzards' show earlier, you know, is the people the individual or is the people all the people? That was the discussion earlier. Okay, well, so with that, uh, after that, uh, G23 will be live, I think. And then after that, Brooke Cheney will have her Suicide Prevention Saturday show. After that, I'm told there'll be a uh, Saturday uh, overnight show from FOSS. So if you're interested in any of those things, Gizzard has also said his Sunday show is coming back. Uh, and then we'll have uh, an Instagram show. Uh, during the afternoon and then in the evening our interview with m13 the gunsmith from las vegas who's probably got more time on the clock fixing full auto ak-47s than even some well, most soviet armorers i would bet i would say somebody in a factory might have more time behind a trigger or a wrench or whatever a welder on an ak but uh gonna be an interesting conversation i'm glad he was able to schedule some time to chat with us so if you're interested in that kind of stuff, that'll be Sunday night. Then we start this whole thing over again on Monday. What we'll do is invite everybody that we've interviewed for the month and we'll have them talk with with our friend Sharon from Washington and just talk two way in kind of a small round table with activists who uh, like to stay up late and talk about two way stuff. We're all in this together. I appreciate the people that make it possible for us to keep going. Here's our store one more time. We'll be back to pick you up later. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. Tonight's episode, The Endangered Species. The guys and gals at GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com.